You're listening to Little Bites, the podcast for volunteer managers with solutions you can snack on. This is Sammy, Volunteer Toronto's training specialist, coming to you from the pantry, our crowded storage closet. While I don't have a special guest joining me today, I'll be celebrating this past season of Little Bites with highlights from some previous episodes. On today's episode, it's our season finale. Join me as we look back and look ahead with snacks in hand. First up is our snack of the day, Old Faithful Oreos. So here we are, a year of Little Bites episodes. We started the year talking about barriers faced by volunteers with our guest Lisa from right here at Volunteer Toronto. Even though her research project is complete, Lisa was able to identify some of the major barriers volunteers across Toronto face. Let's take a listen. If this were an easy problem to solve, we wouldn't be talking about it right now, if barriers were easy to minimize. And I think, to me, that ties into the idea that that we don't want people to feel like they've done something wrong or haven't done the best that they can already with what they have. Right. Really taking the the problem outside of the organization or the individual and and making it about the problem and how to do better. <laughs> better. Right. Does that make sense? Rather than the organization or the people just not doing it well enough. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I guess it also partially says, I mean, I've heard stories that volunteer managers are doing this well. And yeah. even despite best intentions there can be a disconnect between that volunteer manager and the volunteer. Absolutely, which is a great um, great segue to the next way that I want to make sure this is really useful. Information. Yes, I've, I've read a lot of research. I've read a lot of reports, and that's all well and good, and it reflects what is happening. But I also want to get a good sense before we make any recommendations or create tools of what's happening for the individuals who are facing barriers, right. as well as what's happening for the for volunteer managers out there in their organizations and what their, their really tangible and workable needs are. Last winter, I talked recognition with Andrea from the Battashu Museum. We looked at how volunteer interests play into recognition and, of course, the benefits of recognition year-round. Let's listen to a couple of Andrea's highlights. So what do you think about uh, about budgets for recognition? Ours, like I said, is, is smaller. Do you think an organization needs a big budget or needs a, a big fancy budget to recognize their volunteers effectively? No, I don't think a big budget is necessary. Certainly a, a bit of a budget recognizes the volunteers in a way that is meaningful and shows the volunteers that they're an essential part of your organization. So that value does need to be there. But many organizations don't have the funds for a very elaborate recognition program. And I don't think it's necessary. What I find with our own volunteers is that they're much more excited about being thanked genuinely rather than receiving an expensive gift. And in many cases, I hear from volunteers that they'd rather that money go towards the organization rather than a gift for them. They're trying to volunteer their time, and they're often looking for other ways to be recognized. Earlier this year, I talked about social media with Kara from Volunteer Toronto. This was one of our most popular episodes and spoke to the amazing role social media plays in volunteer management, from recruitment to building connections. Here's what we had to say about connecting with high schoolers. Now, what about, sorry, now what no, about, like, if we're just focusing on high schoolers? I've been told that there's probably specific things we should do for them. Yes. I once ran a take your kid to work day at an old position, and okay. I had grade nine students come in, and I had this whole Twitter activity planned for them. Right. However, none of them had ever written a tweet in their life. Okay, then. All so right. I would say Twitter is not the place for high school students. Facebook, there will be students on there because Facebook has functionalities that students want, like right. groups and Facebook Messenger. So you will still reach that audience. But Instagram is really the place that youth oh, will okay. be. There are limitations around Instagram, such as 
you can't add a link to your post right. when you're posting something. So it's you really have to drive call to actions and less calls to links. So you want to say things like come volunteer with us instead of click on the link in our bio. Right. Because youth will, they're more intuitive with their digital skills as well. So they will search you out if they're aware of you. When National Volunteer Week came around, I invited Adrian from the Heart and Stroke Foundation to discuss what volunteering looks like today. Thanks to Volunteer Canada's research, we know volunteering is transforming into a sense of individual social responsibility, with more informal opportunities becoming popular across the country. Here's a part of our conversation. What do you think organizations can or should do to prepare for that new generation and prepare for, for the changes with more informal volunteers? I think that to prepare for this new generation, it's a balance, right? We can't throw the baby with the bathwater. We have to respect and honor what's in place today and recognize what parts of that need to stay in place. Right. But then looking to the future and bringing in those, like, bring in some millennials, bring in some younger kids. You know, my daughter, as I say, she's 14. She started volunteering and she filled out an application form online, which was it was like six pages long and there were questions in there uh things like sexual identity and she looked at me she's like mommy what does it matter yeah and because the organization only had two choices as an organization we need to be bringing in the voices of the people we want at our tables in the Mm -hmm. future bring them in today we just have to be prepared to change people don't like change it's scary it's unknown but if we don't change then we're not ever going to grow or learn And I think we owe it to our organizations. We owe it to the people we serve to start thinking more creatively, to think and to adopt that yes mentality. Can we do this? We haven't before, but maybe. Let's look into it. Instead of a full stop, no, we don't do that. Volunteer management software is always a big question for volunteer managers. And our Little Bites episode on this topic was a big hit. Let's listen back to my top tips from that episode. The very first thing that you need to think about is really considering what volunteer management software can and can't do. And a lot of them are quite different, so there are different features and functions for the one that you're going to use that's best for you. So right away, you want to move away from using a spreadsheet to keep track of things, and you also want volunteers to track their own hours. So you need to consider what your needs are in that area. One of the things a lot of the platforms do offer is volunteers can log in, track their own hours, or even have a kiosk function where they can check in and check out. If this is the focus of what you're looking for, then you might be looking for a very specific tool around that function. But if you want more things that your software can do, you want to list those out ahead of time so that you can keep track of it. But if the focus really is on hours, that's okay too. While there are no big bites from today's episode, I hope you learned a lot from these episodes and today's clip show. Our blog post will also connect to this episode's highlights if you want to listen some more. I want to thank you for joining us on the Little Bites journey this past season. And of course, I leave you with one snack to go. What's the one thing you'll take away from this past season of Little Bites, whether from this episode or any of the other amazing episodes so far? Do you have any pressing questions you'd like answered on air? Send us an email at littlebites at volunteertoronto.ca or tweet us at volunteerto anytime. You can also find all our episodes on the Inspiring Action blog at volunteertoronto.ca. We hope you enjoyed today's episodes of Little Bites and found some solutions you can snack on. Thanks for listening and keep snacking.